Hey friends, welcome to The Tipping Point. I'm Joanne Johnson, your host, and guess what? I know, I know, we have another amazing show. It gets better and better. You saw some of the folks, we just changed up our intro. I had to, because you know what? The Facebook gods got on me and they did not like it. And they said, you mentioned the word Facebook in your intro, you use the, um, the logo and we can't do that. So forgive me, I just threw another intro together, but I don't care. It's better. It's good. Here we are. You guys, we have the most amazing guests each and every time that we get together. And tonight is no exception. We have got comedian Mike Brody and I am stoked beyond all things. I am so excited. I know you guys know him. You love him. He is a regular on Dry Bar. And just so that nobody gets their knickers in a twist, I'm going to play a clip of Mike from Dry Bar. Yes, we have permission from Dry Bar to play all of their clips. And let me just say a real quick thank you, thank you to Dry Bar Comedy. Um, so there. And if you hear any music, I don't own it except for the music that's in my intro because yes, I paid for it. So don't snag me, Facebook, Facebook. All right. Here we go, my darlings. We are going to play a clip of the wonderful Mike Brody before I bring him on. So I joined a gym, but this time I joined a hardcore expensive private gym because I thought it would work better. It didn't. <laughs> I'm honestly, I'm more of a YMCA guy, you know, that's my speed. I like it when the trainer's like, there's the stair stepper. Think about it. <laughs> Non-committal, you know. This was the total opposite of that. It was like too much. You ever been to one of those gyms where you look around, everybody's just etched out of marble? You know, they all look like they power walked from Peru for fun, you know? And I get there and I'm like, what are you guys working on? You're done. Just lay down forever. You've done it. You've completed the mission. I, on the other hand, first day at this fancy gym, passed out and threw up three times. <laughs> While unconscious, yeah. <laughs> and I don't remember any of it because I was unconscious. Actually, I remember the beginning. I remember the trainer being like, all right, dude, I'm going to start you slow with some burpees. And oh boy, it got dark. And <laughs> he said, he told me the story later. He said, I started doing something that resembled a burpee. And uh, I got lightheaded and I sat down and I ate a Twix bar that I... <laughs> that I had smuggled in. And then I leaned back in the chair and I go, uh-oh. And I threw up straight up into the air. Like a disgusting whale breaching the ocean surface. Just. And by the way, that is the worst direction to throw up in. If you could shoot, this is fine. That's somebody else's problem. This is your problem. And, I, I, and then I, I fell off my chair and then I, bleh, bleh, I threw up twice more just in case anybody missed the first one. <laughs> I love him, you guys. I love him. He is amazing. I want to get right to it. You know how I do. I watch these clips and I get so excited and then I want to bring them on right away. So let's do it too. Um, this is Mike Brody, you guys. How hey, are you? I'm good. How are you? I am wonderful. You are hilarious. Oh my God. Thank you. The gym, Thank you. The gym is amazing. So you walk in and yeah, they're etched out of marble. They live there, quite frankly, is what's yep. happening. Yep. And that gym, if you want to know the end of that story, they never treated me the same ever again when I was no. there. No. They, they treated me like I was 95 years old. They're like, oh, here comes this guy. Give him the two pound weight. <laughs> bless it. Bless it. But did you rock the two pound weight? That'd be the question. Always. There, you owned it, you slayed it. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. 
Well, for those, Mike, for those who may not know you, it's hard to believe that that would even happen. But mm -hmm. if they don't, you got into comedy about 20 years ago. That's right. Yep. So let's talk about that. So you walked in, you picked up a mic and you're like, hey, I'm funny. There was a, I was a bartender and there was a guy that was a regular at the bar and he wasn't that funny and he went and did an open mic and he killed it. He's like, I'm the best. And I was like, I'm better than that guy. So I just went and did it <laughs> out of spite. And what was the reaction? I stacked the room with all my friends. So really good. Okay. There you go. There but, you go. And then by by like the fifth time, my friends stopped showing up because they got bored. And then uh, and then I had to learn the the real way. But but good, I you know it went well from the beginning. It did. But uh, there's a big learning curve. It, that's what everybody says. Now, is the, is comedy something that you always saw yourself doing, or did you literally just fall into it? I just fell into it. I I did not see. I liked comedy. I always loved comedy, but I never expected it to. Uh, I never expected to do it because I just didn't think. I grew up in Iowa, you know, you're just like, oh, that's not for us, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And then, and then uh, one day I just did it. I'm very impulsive. I'm like, no, I want to do this. So I just did it. I cased the joint. I went a month early because they had them once a month at this place. I watched everybody to see if I think I thought I could do it. I decided I could and I went and did it and it's been 20 years. So, I mean, were you scared at all since that's not anything you dreamed of or you just figure I'm going to go and whatever happens, happens? Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. Uh, the room was stacked. We know that. So. Yes, yes. So it's easy to not be scared when you're, all your friends are there, at least in my opinion. But uh, yeah, later on when there's like five people and you don't know any of them, then it gets scary. And you do that. I mean, I saw where you'll go and do a room of 500 people like at a corporate event. Yeah, yeah. And are, are they, they don't typically maybe have a comedian come in, right? And then here you walk in and everyone's in their suit and it's kind of, I mean, talk about that. How does that even, how does that feel when you're walking in? Because you don't know what the reception's going to be. I mean, it's, the, the secret to comedy is deciding that you're going to make it go the way you want, you know? So you go, okay, these people are going to like me. They're going to have fun. They're going to get all my jokes. And so you just kind of like will it to happen and people can see that positivity. They can see they can feel the confidence on you. Yeah. So they go along with it. If you're up there and like, Oh, I sure hope they like me you're dead <laughs> in the water, dead in the yeah. water. So yeah, I, go up there and I, I, what I like to do for corporates is I like to like know a little bit about the, the company, just like a little bit of what they do, obviously where they're from, uh, you know, what kind of, you know, basic stuff about what business they run. And then I like to just fish for it as I'm on stage. I like to talk to the crowd and learn about them that way. So that's how I have fun. And then people can see like, I have a bunch of jokes, obviously, but they see you doing stuff on the fly. They go, okay, this guy's legit. So there's a lot of, there's a lot of improv to what you do. Yeah. Yeah. For me. Yeah. Um, unless, you know, every once in a while you get a crowd that's like, don't, they're like, don't do that. <laughs> but it's most people like it. Because they want to be part of the act, right? I mean, those probably go really well because you bring them in. I know I saw one of your sets that you were, because one of my questions obviously was going to be asking you about heckling and mm -hmm. stuff. I'm always curious to see how people handle that if you've experienced it. But I saw you, somebody, you asked somebody a question and they didn't have the right answer. And then it just flipped you right on into another joke. Right. Well, that's, that's how, I mean, if we're talking like strategy of comedy, sometimes when somebody's talking and it's kind of reaching its end, you just kind of talk until they bring up a subject that maybe you have a joke about and you're like, and there's my jumping off point to get back, you know? Yeah. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, it's so fun. I mean, can you imagine not doing this at this point, 20 years in? No, no. And, you know, during the pandemic, it's been, it's been trying to do that, you know, like it's been a little sore. So that actually gave me a taste of what I never wanted to do, which was stop doing comedy. And so, no, I want to do this until I retire someday. And so that, I mean, the pandemic has really been hard on artists and comedians and everybody. Mm -hmm. And I love the fact that we're able to utilize things with technology in a show like this, because you can sit here and you guys can do sets and you can be funny and you can still show everybody, hey, we might be in a pandemic, but we're still here and mm -hmm. we're creating material. Don't forget about us. We're here. Yeah. Right. Right. And I still do online shows. I do corporates like you're talking about. Uh, I do, you know, even the, the bar shows I do, I, you know, this, so it's still going on. It's, and, and the good thing about it is it's a different muscle that maybe you wouldn't have learned in person because you just have a screen and you have X, you know, 50 to 150 people or whatever in those screens and you can't hear them sometimes, or sometimes they're making dinner and it, you can hear that <laughs> over your yeah. joke. So it's like this yeah. whole other thing uh that i think keeps it's keeping me fresh i feel sharp still during the pandemic it no it's awesome and you're right because this whole thing has taken us to a place in our creativity that we didn't even know we had we're pulling all of us are pulling from way down deep right, right. But we're recreating. And I love that because everybody that i've talked to and all of the bands and i mean everybody has just risen to this challenge yeah well, i mean what can you do you know i know some people, the comics I know that were older decided to retire and maybe that was the right time. And, you know, some got a job and they liked it. But for me, it just solidified that this is what yeah. I'm going to do, you know, for the rest of my life. And I miss it. You know, I miss the travel. I like being home. I, you know, my wife, I was home. I was walking my dogs and I was like, wow, it's the most beautiful spring here ever. It's never bloomed like this. She's like, no, you're just never here for it. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. you're on the road. You do, you do stuff internationally too, don't you, Mike? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I was on a cruise towards the end. That was on the cruise right when everything went down. And so that was interesting. Uh, but yeah, no, I've, I've been traveling for 20 years, pretty solid, you know? So, yeah. but that's good. I get to, I get to, you know, I, I'm home a lot too. You know, you're there for a couple of weeks on off, but you know, but just for this solid time, it's really something different. Well, it is. And it's all, you know, I'm, people are saying, well, I'm learning how to balance. I'm, it, we're all learning different things through this. And as far as you, I'm curious, has this time, we've been doing this since what, March now, are you, is it giving you a lot of new material too? And kind of maybe even changing the way you do comedy or, or changing the, this kind of stuff that you do? Oh, I mean, uh, it would have to, you know, comedy is experience and this is an experience like nothing I've ever had before. You know, so <clears throat> I would think I'm curious to see what all the other comics material is. But yes, it's definitely uh, had some change. My mind's it. There's a lot of stuff that I've never considered before than during this pandemic. So I'm really excited to get out there again and to yeah. do all that new material because, yes, there is a lot. So having said that, though, we, we do, we pull, right? You guys pull from real life. So how does your wife feel? I mean, I'm sure she ends up in some of the sets and stuff, right? Is she OK with that? Oh, of course. She's my uh, she's my joke writing partner. We are, oh. we are a team, so we work on stuff. And so, yeah, no, no, it's, she's she's all on board. And it's a it's a fun it's a fun thing that we do because uh, she's one of the funniest people I've ever met in my entire life. So uh, we have a good time, and it's it's really nice to live with the person that you write jokes with. And so nothing nothing falls through. What's that? I said she's not offended. She's right there with you. Exactly. Exactly. 
And I'm always usually making fun of myself and there's like an endless supply of that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I get it. I get it. And, um, yeah. So, all right, this is good. And I want to talk about the dogs too. You got the three dogs. You have yeah. three, right? Yeah. And, and you did a bit on the worst dog. That's right. That so, frosty. This makes me feel bad saying that. <laughs> that was about frosty. And I was laughing because I was going to ask you about the dogs and our dog, we have a rescue and I love your description of one of your dogs, but, um, my dog Toby is, he's half Chihuahua and half Australian shepherd. And he, he runs the house, Mike. I mean, that's just how right. it is. And my daughter is through with him. Well, I have four girls, but the, my, my teenager, my 17 year old, she's through with Toby because for the past three days, he's gone downstairs to her room and hijacked Christmas presents and oh, he wow. has eaten them and their chocolate. And he, I mean, oh, wow. it's, hilarious. it's not good for him, but he no. doesn't care. He doesn't care. And, and she's wondering why he, you know, he's looking at her like, you can't be upset with me because I'm so precious, but she's like, I can't replace these things anymore. And I don't know how he did it. Mike, but she put these, you know, those, the Reese's peanut butter cups, the giant ones, yeah. I mean, bigger than your fist. And yeah. there were two of them and she had them on top of her dresser. God only knows how he got them. I'm like, I need Wait, a camera. What size is the dog again? He is an Australian Shepherd and a Chihuahua mix. I'm like, never, under, never, never underestimate a little dog. I'm wondering, how did he do it? How did he get up on top of the dresser? I need a camera in her room. You'll never know. They're going to take that secret. My dog was just eating a packet of oatmeal uh, just earlier. And we, I hadn't made oatmeal in days. And I took the trash out. I don't know where he got it. I don't think we had oatmeal. I don't know if he got it from a neighbor's house. That is hilarious. I love them, but they're evil. No, they are. I mean, and then they look at you and they're completely precious and they don't know why you're upset. Right. <laughs> and you're like, right. okay, well, first of all, this is not, you can't have the chocolate or you can't have the oatmeal. It's not, you know, but then she's all mad because she goes, it's too late now. It's almost Christmas. And I, I don't have time to replace this. He, Toby was not at all interested in that. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. Now, how many do you have? Just I have well four kids, but one dog. One dog, right? And uh, yes, we have we have three, and they all have different degrees of first off of wiener dog. They're different. They're all part wiener dog, but to different degrees. But they're all different levels of mischievous. And so there's you you can when one of them's sleeping, you could be like, okay, I can relax a little bit. But you know, and if one of them's awake, like okay, I am have to be on full guard. Like Frosty, yeah. the uh, the the white wiener dog, he is asleep in the bed. He might, but then he'll get up at some point during this interview. He's going to get over here and he's going to see how I'm doing. So. Now, is Frosty the one that sleeps 23 hours a day? Y yep. Yep. He's but he always wakes up in the one hour when I don't need him to be awake. Exactly. Somehow. Now, and then you have the other one. Now, the, the one that's the mix, that's a wiener and a retriever. Is that right? Yeah. Let me see. Daisy, come here. Of course. And you're, right. you're, I don't you're, come when it's, when it's required. Yeah, we we need to see we need to see Daisy and and we need to talk about um, your description of Daisy, which is hilarious. She is half golden retriever, half wiener dog, so she is a golden wiener or a wiener retriever. Yeah, <laughs> depending that you're on your on your mood. She yeah. people people don't believe it when I say it, but like I can, uh, it's on my website too. I put uh, a link or what do you call it? A uh, drop down. It says dogs. Yeah. I'm going to put that back up. Yeah. I have your website here. You guys need to go look at this. He's not lying. If we can't get Daisy um, on, on the show, but that's hilarious to me. And I'm, I'm like you, I'm like, how does that even happen? I don't know. I don't know. But uh, I mean, well, I think that I always wanted a golden retriever. 
my wife always wanted to dox it, and we found her at the Humane Society. We're like, well, that's not going to happen again. Ever. No, no. So, uh, and then, and then the, the 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 third one, who I don't talk about in my set yet, uh, he's five different mixes. He's golden. No, no, he's a dachshund, a corgi, a Shetland sheepdog, a uh, Jack Russell terrier, and a cocker spaniel. So. I don't know what was going on that night. <laughs> hey, yeah, we're recording. Here, let me. Yeah. Here, I'm going to turn off my green screen because I think he might be invisible in it. Hold on. All right. Oh, well, actually, it's not lagging. Was it lagging before? Now it's not lagging? All right. Yeah. Okay. There's Frosty. Look at, hey, Frosty. Look at, what a precious little face. Now, is Frosty, Frosty is a rescue? Yes. He is a rescue. Um, he was, I think he was two when we got him. So he's a, here, hold him up. He is a, he's kind of like Snoopy with, with white ears. Uh, yeah. And he's, he doesn't, I see if he does now, he moans. He goes, Brr. can you hear that? Yeah. Yeah. He was um, a rescue and then they got him, uh, he was a farm dog somehow. Somebody decided mm -hmm. to have a deaf dachshund as a farm dog and it did not go well. And then uh, we looked on a website and it, we saw a picture of him. We're like, what a strange looking dog. Cause it was a weird picture with a weird hat on. And then we went to a, uh, in Minneapolis, St. Paul, where I live, there was a dog fair and some lady was just holding him. And we're like, is that frosty? It's just completely coincidental. And we're like, well, now we have to get him. You, so. No, you have to. And look at his face. Oh my God. He's adorable. Do you, I'm, I am so about rescue, rescue dogs, honestly. Yep. All three of my dogs are rescued. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we, we like, I mean, we like, we like the ones that need the help, you know, because we, we don't have any kids. And so it's like, we have all the time in the world to, to yeah. treat them and spoil them. And, uh, you know, <laughs> Look yeah. at him. how do you say no to that face? No, he's absolutely precious. And there's nothing like a dog. I love dogs so much. I mean, they're just that, that unconditional love. I mean, even, yeah. and Toby, even eating all the chocolate and everything, you can't even get mad at him. You know, oh, no, no, no. But I, yeah, I am totally like a sucker for dogs. If somebody, if my worst enemy was like, and here's my uh, golden retriever, I'd be like, okay, I, I, you're cool. You're cool. Yeah. Like, who doesn't, who doesn't love a dog? But yeah. And then, yeah, Daisy's sleeping. I can't, whenever I want them to come over, they don't come, but. Uh, anyway. Oh no, no. Toby, he doesn't do anything I tell him to do, but yet he's fabulous at the same yeah. time. And I look across, we have these neighbors, they're fantastic. And their dog is so well behaved, does everything, comes on command, doesn't leave, but, you know, six inches from their person, you know, I'm like, oh. That's yeah. not a real dog. It's a robot. They've trained yeah. that thing. It's not, that's, there's something suspicious because. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh -huh. Toby will get mad and basically flip me the paw. I mean, that's how uh -huh. it is in my house. He's really, he's a diva. He is. And he, and he has an attitude and apparently he eats chocolate and peanut butter and all of those things. But you wouldn't trade it for anything. Nothing. Right. Nothing. Well, look, so let's talk a little bit more. So, so do you have any idea like when you're going to be going back on the road or anything like that? Um, my guess is probably, I'm hoping like spring or summer, you know, I mean, maybe at the latest fall 2001. I mean, just like all of us, we're, we're all kind of playing this by ear and you don't know what, you don't know what ne next month brings. The only thing I can do is just be ready. Yeah. And, uh, and I will be ready. So. Now, how often do you, do you record the dry bar ones? Can you guys do, are you doing those virtually right now? There's no, they're, they're recording them in, in Utah. They're uh, socially distanced uh, crowds. Okay. So, Any yeah. plans on going back and doing more of those? 
I, I would love to. Uh, I think I'm going to, if, if I'm going to do it myself personally, I, I want to wait until there's like a full crowd again. Uh, yeah. Just, that's just my opinion. Some people are doing it and that's totally fine. Uh, but no, I loved it. I loved the experience. I loved being there. So I would, I would love to do it again. They were really wonderful and professional at rooftop or um, I'm sorry, at a dry bar uh, because they just, I mean, everything down to the, how nice they were and how well it was recorded. It was just perfect. Yeah, they're good people. And that's why I said in the beginning, because just in case, you know, anybody gets their knickers in a twist, I'm like, no, no, I yeah. talked to them. They're totally cool. And Jose Sardui talked to them as well because we were running one of his clips and he called him too. He's like, are we cool to do this? Um, just because you never know with Facebook yeah. what they're going to flag you for. Um, but just so people know, yes, we have permission because I'm going to play another one of yours. Yeah. Um, when we're finished. But real quick, before we go, um, first of all, I really appreciate you being here. It's awesome. It's Christmas Eve Eve. It so is. That, it's yeah. Festivus. It is Festivus. So there you go. Festivus for the rest of us. So yeah. um, so talk about talk about you guys have big plans for Christmas. Are you staying home? What are you doing? We are going to stay home and do like a marathon of a bunch of Christmas movies. Uh, we're going to do the ever exciting Zoom with my family. Uh, you know, it's weird. I feel guilty, but I've never had a holiday. I mean, I, I come back that this one thing I do get to come back for holidays when I'm a comedian on the road, but I've never had a holiday where we just stay home and I love my family, but I'm kind of digging it. Yes. Yeah. Like, it's kind of nice. It's like, okay, we're just chilling out, reading a book, watching a movie next year. We'll do the big thing again. It's but, so relaxing, right? It is. It is. And then we kind of have like a Christmas truce where we're like, everybody just chill out on presents this year. Uh, and yeah, yeah. And, and I live in, uh, is, you probably know, I live in Minnesota and it's blizzarding right now. Like is it, we didn't have any snow at all the whole time and now it's just dropping. So it that's perfect timing. Cool. Everybody loves snow at Christmas and then the minute it's over, get it out of here. Wow. You know? And the thing about the Zoom things, I mean, you may or may not be dressed from the waist down. Nobody knows. <laughs> and nobody cares. You, I, you, know, you know what excites me about this? I've had this sweater for a few weeks now, and I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna drop the. I, I don't. I, I haven't been able to wear my sweater in public, so I'm like, here we go. There you go. And your sweater. Looking sharp, right? But I love that because we don't know. We could be in our PJs, you know, and and our and our like fuzzy slippers and all that. Yeah. Who knows? Oh, you ever, do you ever watch those compilations of people that uh, were in Zoom meetings and they stood up in their in their boxers? <laughs> yes. I'm joking. I am dressed, everyone. But yes, I have seen those. Oh, yeah. Can you even imagine? I would roll. Oh my god! It would. It depends, on who you, it depends on who you work for, I guess. You know, if it's super buttoned up, you just go. Didn't see it. Didn't see it. But, didn't uh, see it. And then other things. I mean, there's so many things on social media going around about things that happen, and your your light you light up, and you make different noises, or maybe you belch, or maybe whatever. It's like. Right. God, you know, or one day I was sitting here and because I've got the kids and the dog and whatever, and they go ripping right through, you know, and I hear the kids it's like because I've got teenagers, my all of a sudden there's all this arguing in the background and everything else. I'm just like, oh, hi. You know, it's, I mean, it's raw and it's real. Everybody in the world has just decided that we get to have warts and all on Zoom, you know, like yeah. I, here's what I wonder. How, how is a company and I'm sure they will. Of course, it's the way the world works. But how is a company ever going to fire anybody ever again? Like, you know, their dogs, you know what their underwear looks like, maybe, you know, you know, their, their living room. Like, how do you fire anybody? You know what I mean? It's, it's very personal. Yeah. And in the middle of all this now, mind you, I didn't have my roots done right before we went into this. OK, so by the time I was allowed to go to the hairdresser, I'm over here doing these zooms and my I'm not joking. I can't. There's my camera. My roots were like this. I was like, well, there you go. We can't lie about it anymore. Well, it must be rough to have hair, Joanne. Oh, <laughs> see, we just we can't fake any of this. It just is what it is, you know. 
Oh my God. All right, you guys, this has been a blast. We have been visited today by Mike Brody and I'm super stoked. Mike, thank you so much for spending time with us. I hope you come back. I'm going to play another clip of yours um, and then we will come back and do the local lookout. So you guys hang tight. I hope you have a wonderful Christmas. Thank you so much for coming. And thank I'm going to play. Thank you so much. Let me find out which clip I played in the beginning. Now, if I get it wrong, I'm going to hop out and then play the next one because I didn't pay attention. So I was just excited to see the stuff. It's so funny. So y'all hang on one second. She would just bolt <laughs> like it was a dirty rat waving a syringe, you know? Like, <laughs> I love being married. I've been married for a while. I love it. It's my favorite thing in the world. For real. I think it's the best. Uh, I've been booed for saying that. I know. I was on stage. A guy booed me and he wasn't kidding. He was, he was, he was, there was hatred in his eyes. I go, I love being married. And he goes, boom! Just spit flying out of his mouth. And then I found out he was divorced, and I was like, oh, do you think maybe your attitude had something to do with it? Mr. Sparkle, like... I get it. Like, it's, marriage is hard. And if you're divorced, like, I'm not judging you, but that guy shouldn't boo me because I like something. Some people like coffee. I don't walk into a Starbucks and slap the coffee out of dude's hands. Like, I had a coffee once. You raised your hand. Did you have a question? Why not? If his wife was next to him, um, no, I, no, I, you know, I didn't, I, I didn't, you know. It, usually, when somebody boos me, I'm not like, let's get to know each other further. Uh, <laughs> sometimes people talking to people in the audience can backfire. I was doing a show once, and this dude, the tables were this way, and he was just staring at the wall the whole time. He's just staring at me, and staring. And I was like, dude, are you gonna look at me the whole show? You know, are you gonna look at all? And he goes, I'm blind. And I'm like, oh. Uh. <laughs> That is exactly what I'm talking about. When I was asking him, you know, like about getting heckled. Let me bring him back in just for one second because he's still in the green room. Hang on. Mike, that's exactly what I was talking about. So when somebody's heckling you and you bring it on in, that is so good. I love that. That's priceless right there. Oh yeah. I mean, sometimes people don't know what they're getting into because <laughs> I love I love to do that. That that person was nice. They weren't being mean. So it's like there's a there's a there's a nice heckle and there's a bad heckle. But if somebody if somebody throws down, I'm ready to go. I love it. But yeah, I, I like to incorporate it. Yeah, you were completely ready. It was awesome. It was awesome. Awesome. Um, real quick, you guys, we're going to do the local lookout before we go. Um, again, thank you so much to Mike Brody. But Mike, hang tight with me one second. We are talking about the Duke Energy Festival of Trees. We've got a couple of more days. Now, you guys know Friday is Christmas. So, gentlemen, start your engines. You got to go after this show. Y'all got to go to the store. But anyway, um, the Duke Energy Festival of Trees, please go to the Duke hyphen energy. Let me try to pull it up here really quick. If I can, I need you to vote for tree number two. Why? Because the Golden Corner, BNI Golden Corner has said that the Joanne Johnson Media Foundation will get the, the money if you guys win. If the tree wins, we get to keep the money. And what that means is we get to produce more episodes of The Tipping Point, my show Good Mood, Good Food, my show Empower Your Body, Empower Your Mind, and it helps our foundation, which is a 501c3. And that helps 
helps women whose voices have been silenced and people who need to overcome adversity in their lives. So we need your help to help other people. So please, please go in there, vote for tree number two. And a thank you to all of our sponsors. Again, thank you to Drive Our Comedy. Make sure you guys follow them on Facebook. They are absolutely amazing. Mike, hopefully, will be doing another show very soon. Okay. And what else? What else? That is it for tonight. So everybody have a Merry Christmas and we will see you next Monday. Our guest for Monday is the fabulous Bent Washburn. He will Hello, be here. Ben. He, ben is fantastic. He's in Germany. He's going to be joining us from Germany at 7 p.m. Monday, and he's staying up for that. So I'm very, very appreciative of that. It's like six hours ahead of us. So anyway, you guys, thank you. Mike Brody, thank you so much for coming. Everybody, Merry Christmas. God bless you. And we will see everybody next time. And let me just do my own little technology and find my outro. All right. Have a great night, everybody. Thanks, Mike. Thank you.